Rebellions are built on hope. Welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Alberto Calderon, and with us, as always, is our friend, our co-host, Oti Juan Kenobi. Oti, how are you doing today? First week back without Ahsoka, without Star Wars TV at the moment. We're trying, we're trying to no, get back in. Oh. No, Ahsoka, it's weird, but here we are. So. <laughs> yes, yeah, a bit weird. Um, at least we got the... The soundtrack, volume two for the last kind of four or five episodes. So that that was pretty good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll say listening to the soundtrack made made me I think I'll give it that extra point to Ahsoka and I'll I'll bump it up to an eight. I mean it, it, it was really, really good. It's a pretty a pretty freaking good. And that uh, drum or, or just like two or three notes. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Next time we hear it just in the big big screen, just hearing those notes coming. Yeah, I can imagine like maybe the IMAX or something like that. Just oh, like wow. mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, that's gonna be something. All right, thanks for everyone that's out there. If you're in the chat, thank you for being here. We'll get to you guys in a minute. We'll see who's out there, but make sure that you click subscribe if you're new to our show. Make sure you like this video and all the other ones that you might have watched and missed or hit that like button. And comment down below if you're watching this on the audio, sorry, on the replay. And of course, the audio podcast when this comes out later in the week. Give us a rating, review, and all that fun stuff. And make sure, like I mentioned, subscribe to our channel. So you don't miss any new episodes when they drop, and you never know when we might do a special one. I don't have anything planned, but you never know. All right, Oti, I put on Twitter about 10 minutes ago or 30 minutes ago that it arrived. It's here. My new helmet might not be what's up. Yeah, there we go. The artillery, (laughs) artillery trooper. So I will be getting this out of the box later and taking a few pictures with it. It's been a while since you bought a new helmet, I think. Yes, I think the last one was the Captain Cardinal one that came out a few years ago, about two years mm. ago. So well, I'm very happy about this one. Quite a while. Yeah, cool. uh, I took advantage of those uh, Prime days. It was a little bit mm-hmm. less expensive, I'll say, than usual. So there it is. Like Mandalorian helmet, I would get on. Mm, you're breaking up a little okay i don't know how it is on your end but over here you're breaking up a little bit oh you can't hear me i hear you but it's kind of breaking and yeah Mm. there we go now it seems to be okay now Mm. i've been having internet issues like for the last three days so (laughs) if if it happens again let me know and i'll see what i can do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. So also the people in the chat, if you see anything, just let us know. Speaking of the chat, who's out there? Oti, who's out there in the chat? Uh, so we have Dale in the chat. Hi, Dale. Welcome back. Um, they're headed for Loden. And does <laughs> Alan. Loden, Bell, and Ember. Hey. Yes, yeah. and we're going to be talking about them in a little bit. Nope. All right. So before we get into our main topic today, which is our one of two reviews of Oh, excuse me. Tales of the Tales of Light and Life. Let's get into some Star Wars news. So if you guys are ready, I'm not ready. Let's talk Star Wars and Star Wars news. If I find it, here we go. Star Wars news. It's always Star Wars news, and uh, like you said last week, Oti. Hopefully, we wish that the actor strike would have ended by now. So hopefully, there'll be a little bit more news out there. Fortunately, that's still going on. Apparently, a very low ball offer from the studio. So full and so so disappointed when the news went out that they had collapsed. I was like, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. It was it was bad, especially two percent. That doesn't seem to be a lot, but. When you have a lot of money, you don't want to lose anything. So, broke. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that, but just it's news time. But the news are really that big news out there. But 
we're going to start with Ahsoka because we just finished talking about it. Um, so according to Samba TV, the season one finale of Ahsoka drew in 863,000 US household and this in this first week of release. And that's a drop from the 1.2 million US household uh, that... I have to stop you. Who, who were those people we were just seeing eating popcorn? <laughs> there were some weird people saying, oh, they're talking about <laughs> some words. And you, you got like 10 seconds of weird people. You want to see them again? No, that's not. We can leave them out. No. <laughs> I don't like weird people. Just threw you off. I usually have a graphic there to go with it, but I just, oh, I just have some weird people. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, this place, Samba TV, that I've seen pop up a few times, talking about streaming numbers, which is the big thing, right? No one knows streaming numbers, but probably they do. Came out and said, yeah, 863,000 households, which to me seems like a lot. But a lot of people took it out. Oh, see, people are losing faith in Ahsoka or interest because we went from 1.2 to 863,000. And at the end of the day, Oti, as fans, I don't really care if I'm the only one that watch, watches it. And if I'm the only one that likes it, the same with box office. I don't care how who was what was the first movie of the weekend. I just, if I liked it, that's enough for me. But I also understand from a, also from a fan point of view, if numbers drop, then the studios might think there's no kind of want for this type of series. So when you see something like this, first impression is like, who cares, right? But do you think there's something more there? Um, I'm looking at something quickly. Just give me like five seconds. It has yeah, that's fine. Well, you, Alan is um, basically saying, I've never heard of Samba TV. Yeah. I'm almost right there. I saw it a few months ago. I'll say it. I kind of I, so, popped so, up. And I, I don't know if your numbers are right. I, I'm so that's where my point is kind of going. Um, mm -hmm. so Samba TV. Sa I had heard of them before. I, I was just trying to find out where they're from. Mm. Uh, here's the thing. Um, they're a company that makes TVs, like Samsung, okay. like mm -hmm. LG. Um, and the information they give out is based on the people using their TVs. Their TVs. I think, okay. I think they, they, they make like smart TVs, like mm. the ones that have like the apps integrated. Yes, built in. That's how they get gather data. I think other companies like opt into some of their programs to you know gather this information mm -hmm. but i don't think it's most of them so their information is based on people who use their tvs and people who or, <laughs> or people who use tvs that uh, uh use their program or something mm -hmm. so their numbers are just an estimate of what people are watching and i don't even know like you would even have to, to make like a educated guess on how that extrapolates to the entire population of people watching streaming um yeah i'm in auditor mode just like seeing projected <laughs> projections and how you would do them yeah um so you would i think the demographics of the people who use samba tv would be very important and i don't know that information so mm -hmm. i don't know if they're like younger older like how, how, how maybe maybe it is representative and you could make like an educated yeah. guess but we don't know <laughs> we don't have that information so samba tv is like the only one gathering this information and as long as the studios keep that information hidden mm -hmm. it's yeah. the only thing we'll have but people really need to stop sharing <laughs> samba tv information as if this is like the entire viewership it's yeah. not it's mm -hmm. literally only people using samba tv <laughs> Mm -hmm. so it's so weird so being, being like viewership dropped like i i calculated it it was less than 30 a 30 percent drop from the first mm -hmm. day to you know over seven seven weeks i don't think that's that big a drop um but again we don't know because that's if like that's literally if I walked around my neighborhood asking how many people watched and then be like, oh, yeah, only 50 people watch us. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know again. It's you're you're right now you're stuck. There you go. Now you're back. It's kind of but, lagging. Again. But can you guys hear me? Or yeah. you can't? Let's see what the chat says. Anyway, why well their answer. So I didn't know oh, that. Yeah. I didn't know that Samba TV was I, just 
Go ahead. Can, can you guys hear me or am I here? Am I not here? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. But at the end of your Samba kind of ramble, it started cutting in and out again. And I know sometimes the image gets kind of frozen, but it's happening more now. Okay. Uh, I'll be right back. Okay. So while you're back, I'll keep talking. Uh, so it's kind of weird. this. It's the same thing with like Rotten Tomato numbers. Like when it goes in your favor, if it's a movie that you like and the number is and a movie it's it's fresh, then you everyone's sharing those numbers. So yeah, ninety five percent on Rotten Tomato. But if it's a movie that you liked and then the, it's gets a Rotten, then people say, oh, don't worry about Rotten Tomatoes. That's just an aggregate. Nobody knows how it works. So just go watch something if you like it. Kind of see it the same way, right? Uh, Samba TV, how accurate is are their numbers? Like Oti was saying, this is just a company that makes different brands of smart TVs. I have a smart TV. I don't know if it's part of the Samba family. I don't care. I don't want to know. As a fan, again, I don't care. Just give me a, a season. If I liked it, great. That's the only thing that matters. I don't care who else around the country watch it. But like we were saying before, if numbers are down, then... Lucasfilm, Disney, or all these other studios that recently have been very reactionary. I'm not even gonna go into all the the talks between the studios and the the actors and the writers. Just going through a lot of this, very important for them to kind of finish the strike and come back. I know those are uh, more complicated talks that I can really get into, but I'm I'm sure they see those numbers. See, viewership is dropping. We're not gonna put more into it. Uh, so I wish the numbers were higher but like we kind of mentioned it's we don't know the, gen, the complete number of people that are kind of in I, this I, samba stuff I, yes. I, I, i'm just gonna jump right in you just said i just told you the numbers are not accurate and you're here saying like i wish the numbers were accurate. we don't know what the numbers are Ex i know <laughs> i'm just trying to get this along while you come back uh, but when you so Samba TV, again, we don't know the demographics, like you mentioned. I know in that, the little thing that they put, how many people watch it, I think they said older millennials are the ones that watch it okay. kind of more. But that might be just the but, people that buy their TV because it's easier. You don't need to have a Roku or an Apple TV or a Amazon thing. If everything's there, it's a lot easier. We older millennials like it that way. Another piece of the um, demographics, I don't even know where they sell these like i have never seen a samba tv in best buy costco or like sears or anything <laughs> uh where i buy tvs like i and actually the first time i heard of them i went to best buy to see if they had anything they had nothing so i don't but even it, know if they're on markets or maybe yeah it might because i have a a roku tv basically but it's not roku it's like tcl or something mm -hmm. it's like the name on the tv but have everything's right there. So it might be the same that Samba's kind of this bigger company has, then but, they have all these smaller TV companies or- But again, if I were to look for a TCL TV, I would find it in Best Buy. Like that's oh, yeah. what I'm saying. I've never seen anything like with the Samba logo or anything. I don't know. People in the chat, have you guys seen a Samba <laughs> TV in any store? I mean, now in Best Buy, I guess you won't even be able to find those since they're not even gonna sell oh, they're gonna, they're gonna physical media. Blu-rays, my gosh, oh my god. Like <laughs> I, I like literally my only option to buy Blu-rays when that happens is Walmart. <laughs> Good luck over there. Nah, I hate Walmart. I, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna go on that rant. <laughs> no, that's fine. Do you think and I'm gonna go ahead and say no, but do you think these numbers, if we take it at face value, are gonna have any effect on if a season two of Ahsoka is announced or how it's so difficult this, now with all the changes that are happening behind the scenes anyway, to say that this is going to be the catalyst to make again, studios decide not to do that. We don't know what the numbers are. So D mm -hmm. Disney knows. Disney no. is not going to see this stat from Sam and be like, oh, <laughs> no. I didn't know this. <laughs> like they have the actual numbers. So I, again, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this is anything. All right. Now, there you'll see for Acolyte will be... It's, the first... it's, it's been 14 minutes. Let's jump to another topic. <laughs> we'll spend like five more. All right. So this is a little bit more Star Wars related. 
Or else, take this out of the way so you don't need to say it. I know Alan's gonna be happy about this. So book characters are jumping into the animation front and no weird people watching TV. Here we go. So Star Wars dropped a new trailer for the newest season of Star Wars Young Jedi Adventure. And fans of the High Republic spotted a couple of surprises where we saw Bell, Ember the Charhound, Loden Greystone, Stella Maru, and of course, uh, Starlet Beacon before the fall, all in that glorious Young Jedi Adventure look. Are you happy? That... I, was, I was very happy when I found out. I TMI, do you remember where you were when you found out Loden was going to be in Young Jedi Adventures? <laughs> uh, when everyone on Twitter was going nuts that he was going to push Bell out of a tree, basically. Uh, and uh, we're uh, going to uh, see. Oh, that would be fun. So I was sitting on a toilet one day <laughs> and found out. <laughs> Oh my god. But yes, it, it made my day. I was happy. I, I haven't watched the young I, I actually have them downloaded on my iPad, but I haven't watched it. I, and I will because I want to see the and if you have it downloaded downloaded in your iPad, will it count towards Samba TV viewership? So, no, it, it, won't, it literally won't. <laughs> so you gotta go buy that Samba TV. Uh, so I watch, I want to say one or two episodes and yeah, they're fun. But like we said, when the, this was announced and we were told that this is for preschoolers, basically this is the Star Wars equivalent of Dora the Explorer and things of that nature. Oh, so really? it's a good TV okay. show. It's good, very good animation. It has uh, good messages for younger kids. I think probably six, five to eight, maybe 10 at the most. So it's geared to that very young demographic. So it's not a, a show for me. Every time there's a new trailer, they mention new episodes, because there's a lot of episodes, and they keep every couple yeah, of months. Yeah. More episodes are coming, so people are watching it. I think it's on Disney Junior anyways, which is where it should be, plus Disney Plus, so it's getting out there, speaking of demographics. But it's not a show that I routinely go and watch. So Alan, who's in the chat, I want to hear from him, because people on Twitter, which are not the demographic, are very happy anything high, Young Jedi Adventure shows up and they're yeah, finally, and this show is great. How are you? Are you happy, Alan, that this is happening? Have you been watching the show? Let us know. Will, will this make you watch an episode? Oh, was, okay, this is uh, the episode. Where... No, no, 100%. I'm going to check it out. Like, okay. I want I want to, it's Bell and, and Loden. <laughs> I want to see them. <laughs> yeah. I still, I, I wish this is this wasn't canon. I still, I don't know. I, hopefully they don't give a crap about canon because I want to see little knobs fight against that ring gear or something and just make friends uh, with a deadly plant. I don't need I mean, canon stuff to come into this because kids don't I, care. I, I, I want to see Mike and Rogue get his ass kicked. But exactly. Yeah, I, want to but see. I, I think that could happen and be like, yeah, it happened that one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love it. So that's, I was going to ask, but it's because I have young kids. I have two kids, but I think they're past this age. So my son is 10, my daughter is 13. So they're just over that demographic for this. So I can't really ask younger kids if they're watching this show, if they enjoy it. So I only see people online kind of spouting off and yeah, kids are probably in the phase that it's lame <laughs> my i think i my daughter maybe watched part of the first one but if i tell them hey you want to go watch this show because I, I show them the trailer like hey, i don't care my son just watches <laughs> youtube michael <Michael-B- Auntie laughs> <Auntie Lone. Lone. laughs> that would be fun on that Again, first episode if they went ahead and did this and like reference it in like one sentence in a book <laughs> I, i'd be very happy about it <laughs> That that'll be great. I forget the name of the characters, but just mentioned Nobs. Oh yeah, I just came back from talking about with Nobs. He's <sighs> coming to help out. <sighs> I forgot where I was going. Just oh, there's a character in that first episode. I think he is a recurrent villain. That's a weird mask that kind of works as a Nile mask. It can work yeah. for Martian Road. Be very cute to see in this yeah. in this format. Uh, it, it, hey, if 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 the first like. Merch we got from Mar- Martian, Martian, I can't remember now. Yeah, I think it's Martian. Um, is a plushie. Uh, we'll get it. We'll be. I, I would get it like day one. I, I buy like three. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take little baby Yoda, Grogu out of there. I'll put plushie Martian, plushie Martian <laughs> back there. I get the t shirt with you know him fighting nubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Kevin Scott, I believe, it's involved in writing those episodes. So I'm glad to see yeah. that this continues bringing book writers and comic writers into the animation front. 
And I think even if it's not for us in terms of demographic, it kind of gives a little bit, I hope it's not the right word, but maybe this is the first in into TV for the High Republic. We know the Acolyte is coming around that same uh, time frame in terms of where this happens. So maybe we'll get more live action or animation with some of those characters that we love. We'll get some phase two stories. All right, so that does it for our Star Wars news this week. Let's go to our main topic today, which has to do with the High Republic. And like I mentioned at the beginning, Tales of the Jedi, sorry, Tales of Light and Life. Today <laughs> we'll be talking about the Queen's Bloom, a close fist has no claws, Shield of the Jedi, uh, the Lonely Traveler is home, and after the fall, I believe it was before it turned. Yeah, there you go. After the fall. All right, Oti, this came out September, I believe. It's 10 stories or 10 anthology short stories. If you bought the Barnes & Noble version, I only have the regular one. You have that one. So when we do our part two, hopefully next week, I'm very excited to see your take on that uh, final final story. Mm -hmm. But today we're talking about the first five. Goes from right before phase two begins, basically, with that first story, all the way, I guess you can call it phase three with Claudia Gray's story. And then, of course, the other five. We'll get to those next week. Uh, I love being back in the High Republic time frame, even though it's only been a couple of months, but I love being back on it, on it getting again uh, to see what our phase one group have been doing. And I just love this era so much. Even if I prefer phase one over phase two, I love the phase two stories that we got. It was a great way to ease fans back into it if you were missing phase one. And I love, I guess it makes sense after I read them, but it may, I love that it started with a phase two story too. Okay, we're still coming off of this phase into phase three. We have to do with the original characters, if you want to call them that. And it's not jarring that, okay, we're back with phase one. Forget about everyone else. Uh, quick kind of impression before we start going one by one on, so, on these stories. Unlike you, I haven't finished the book yet. I mm -hmm. still have, you know, the, the second half to go mm -hmm. and that extra story. Um, but so far, I'm liking it. Uh, it it makes me happy to be back in this era. It's, yeah. it's funny. Um, it took me until the third book story to be like okay we're back and it's weird okay. because it's a it's a shalandra uh Shalandra show story mm -hmm. um and it's like technically phase two so i didn't love phase two that much so but it, it was that sort of i was like okay yeah we're, we're doing high republic again yeah um and and i'm excited i'm i'm happy i'm happy we're talking high republic here again uh yeah i took on my shirt even though it needs an iron <laughs> uh but it yeah, I, I think it's it's been a fun book so far. Um, yeah. It's not at all, and I don't think it's even aiming to be that. It's not at all at the heights of what the Harry mm -hmm. Republic has been. Yeah. But it's been fun, interesting stories related to the characters we've read. It's especially the first one we're going to talk about. Yeah. And I even thought the second one, the third one was interesting too, because mm -hmm. they weren't maybe the story i was expecting they would tell for these characters mm -hmm. and we, we'll get more into them. yeah but... we'll get into them and i had a very similar thought for the last one we're going to talk about today follow mm -hmm. the jet uh, after the fall okay, uh, first i'll let you know uh maybe i'm just jinxing it but your audio and video are back they're fine no issues the past couple of minutes i, I, so. I, I know i i, I know well, sorry i'm on. trying to throw no, you I, on. I let you know everything's working but all not, right so, so thing is that for the show i connect the the computer straight to the with a ethernet cable ethernet. and i connected it here but i didn't connect it in the, <laughs> in the router so i was like doing wi-fi only you gotta connect connect it to the wall. Yeah, it's it's a, it's it's too much to set up, and I always I know it's <laughs> like sometimes I sit here like, wait, where are my headphones? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like every it's time cable. before we start the show, I gotta go to my AT and T smart home app and prioritize my computer to receive most <laughs> of the bandwidth. So I get it, and sometimes I forget and two minutes into it. Anyway, so like you mentioned, I'm glad that we're talking High Republic again, and I'm glad that we're talking books again. I know last few is just done a quick kind of a spoiler free review i'm glad that we're here to just talk about everything so mm -hmm. let's start with soraida cordova and the queen's bloom she's back writing our friend axel Greylark, and i love the way this started axel Greylark is dying those words are 
any just what I needed to say, okay, we're back with this guy that's just over the top. Uh, talk about being melodramatic. He's just there faking his death, basically. Uh, so I love this the, story. I the love min- the mm-hmm. minute I read that line, I was like, what is he up to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We know, we know he's not dying. Uh, but I love that this goes back even before phase two. It's an Axel Grey like that we haven't seen before, mm-hmm. but he's pretty similar. But we got a lot with him. We got to see his parents, especially his dad, which we just, just kind of we mentioned before. And something happened between him and the Jedi that Axel's always kind of have the say for the Jedi, they're responsible for his death. Lexier Greylock, I believe, was his mm-hmm. name. Can Can I mention something? Yeah. I, that's what I was referencing that I loved. I love mm-hmm. it wasn't the story of him losing his dad. Okay. And, yeah. I and thought it was going to happen by the end of it, but I'm, I, I, guess I, I was expecting that to be the speak yeah. because, and, and they even like tease it a little bit mm-hmm. because there's Jedi involved. And yeah. Yeah. There, I thought that was you're it. like, oh, what's going to happen? But I, I like that it was a surprising turn. And I think rather than show us that traumatic moment for Axel, it showed us why it was so mm-hmm. traumatic for him because it just grows that relationship with his dad. And yeah. I, I, it happened again with another story that I thought it was going one direction. It's like, wait, wait, no, no, that's not the story they're telling. Yeah. And I I appreciate it. Yeah, it's this quote. I have it here at the end when his dad says, remember this, Axel, I will always be proud of you. That mm-hmm. he's always thinks that he's not make, have, hasn't made their parents proud, especially his mom. Because they pushing him to politics, want to follow, follow their footsteps. And he obviously goes a different route. Reading this, it reminded me when I was 18 to 21, more or less. There's a scene here when, after he gets out of this coma, basically, that he's at, that he makes friends with the groundskeeper, the lonely adjunct professors, all the lonely people. So then they can help him kind of make up his lies or help him out when he needs them. And it reminded me growing up, being a teenager, uh, my parents had in Isla Verde a condominium mm-hmm. right next to the beach. And we, we would do barbecues out there when we were, again, 18 to 20, early 20s. And every time we were doing barbecues and there was going to be beer, alcohol, loud music, the first burger that came off the grill would go to the security guard. We always went to the security guard at the front, gave him a burger and a soda. And dude, we're going to be back here. This is for you. I know you don't have breaks. And that way, when someone came complaining about loud noises, he would just go, hey, just keep it down a little bit, but keep doing your stuff. It brought me back to that. I know that, Le- Axel. I know that guy. I I think in that way, all Puerto Ricans are also, because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm like that kind of person. Every time like the police or someone mm-hmm. comes to my house to do a job, I'm like, yeah. hey, you need water? You need something? Mm-hmm. like, yeah. And... Uh, uh, that that's like real, like a thing from here. Like we're always like <laughs> yeah. trying to keep people in, in mm-hmm. just so they can help us out when we need it. Yeah, we, you got you never know. All yeah. right, so the whole story revolves about this festival, the Queen's Bloom Festival, and uh, he's kind of uh, am I going? I'm not going. There's this girl I'm interested in, but I got a rivalry with this other guy. But we're still kind of working together. And then, of course, it kind of comes back to bite him when I don't have the name of the woman here, kind of betrays him. And it was mm-hmm. part of his, her plan. And we're introduced to Alessia. Alessia, yep. And I'm like, oh, man, here you are, making, plotting, corrupting people, calling him chaos for the first time, talking yep. about liberating <laughs> some exes because they were just stealing stuff from, I guess they were posing as, uh, well, I guess, caterers or something mm-hmm. like that. So I enjoyed that part because it gave us a little bit also with, I guess, who's going to turn into the mother with Alessia, Alicia, kind of just building that reputation of these people have too much. We'll take it from them and then we'll do our own stuff. Did, did you like that part? And also how she sees in him a little bit of what fate by phase two, we know how she's going to use that against him. Yeah. I, I also like that it wasn't his joining with the... no. Oh. What was mm-hmm. her name? The, oh, the path of the open hand. <laughs> uh, I, I I like that it wasn't like because at a moment when when it was revealed it was her. It's like oh, we're gonna yeah. see it. We're gonna see it happen. <laughs> um, but no, they they hadn't even met. Um, I 
I, I like them see I, I like them meeting for the first time and that twist that the girl he likes is yeah. actually involved with them that I that was pretty smart mm -hmm. yeah so I love this story it was a great idea again to start with this phase two character which is very recognizable but like you mentioned before it's not the story that we might have been expecting because when you when I heard face, oh, we'll go, we'll still have some phase two story. I was thinking it was going to be more towards the end. So I'm happy and surprised that you know this is something completely different. Yeah. And like you yeah. said, I'm glad that we didn't hit those obvious points of the Jedi kills his parents and he joins the open hand. It's, no, no, that's something else. He's still a good person, basically. I I, I was kind of a little bit bummed that it wasn't a Gela and uh, <laughs> Axel story, but I, I, yeah. I'll get over it. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure we'll get it at some point. We'll get a continuation of that Galanatai and Axel. Ah, all right. Anything else about the Queen's Bloom that you might want to? No, I I, I really liked it. Um, it again, I, I liked like for a moment I was like, what was the point of the story? But then having mm -hmm. that ending with his dad and being like, yeah. hey, I know you were up to something, but you know, we understand why that relationship with. Um, Chancellor Greylark was so strained because I don't think she quite filled that void that he left. Mm -hmm. And Axel yeah. felt like hurt about it. So I I, I really liked it. I, I think yeah. it rounds up his character. All right. And I forgot to show it. Yeah. Tales of Light and Life. Go get it. Just for the cover. It's a great cover. Somewhere. Um, I, I'll, also... I'll say that. I don't like the Barnes and Noble cover. I love the lightsaber. Yeah. Ones. That was pretty. I, I say it. Um, what's on the cover? Is it's it just the, the Jedi logo? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that one's cooler. That one's that's a lot cooler. I'm surprised because usually the special editions are very cool. They have very cool. Um, yeah. And I would say I forgot to mention at the beginning because if you guys have heard me talk about uh from a certain point of view, usually these type of books are not my forte. Mm. Anthology stories. I wasn't particularly the best fan for the from a, face, from a certain point of view, because uh, I don't know, just characters that I don't know and stories that really don't get get me. This one was totally different. I really enjoyed most of this book. I, I I will say the same thing. I don't like. I don't really love the. Uh, they're fun. The for, from mm -hmm. a certain point of view, but I had also read the fun fact. The first book I got to review was it, through Night Galley, and mm -hmm. it was the stories of light and darkness something like that it was like a Clone oh, Wars yeah. uh mm -hmm. anthology thing and i really didn't like it <laughs> um so when they announced this one i was like hmm, okay we'll see it should be fun yeah and i uh, i actually have liked it <laughs> yeah it's again uh, i'm not gonna get into the return of the jedi one but do mm -hmm. we need five ewok stories Hey, that's that's like the thing with all those. Uh, yeah, I know. And since right? I hadn't read the first two, I didn't wasn't ready. sure what to expect. Yeah. So again, and again, fine. that's just us. A lot of people love these books, those type of books. So good to know. All right. So a story that I love was extremely weird. Threw me from a loop since <laughs> when it started. I told you you were gonna love it. I want to hear your take on it. You just told me it's weird. Also, it's a close face has no mm -hmm. claws by Tessa Gratton. And this is all about your girl, Marda Rowe. Uh, I believe three years after the end of phase two, or at least after she, there's a point that they that she says she's been looking for Gianna for three years, I think. Oh, really? I, 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 I got caught up on a line where she says that she's been in the dark for a year or something. Yeah. I so thought I, well, maybe the whole story maybe spans a couple of years and I'm just maybe. summarizing. Yeah. I love this one. This shows okay. us a very different Marda Rowe, especially you can see her whole growth from when we meet her in that first phase two book and very Another meek, character. very just with the children. So I want to help. No, you're and not she ready. talks about it a couple of times. Yeah. Like, and now she's like, this is mine. <laughs> and everything that I have and everything I'm building is for you there, for her, the people, her offspring, her grandsons, great, great, everyone that's coming behind, this is for you guys. And I don't care about the galaxy. I don't care about the force and trying to liberate. We're doing it my way and I'm gonna go find Everini and we're gonna rule this galaxy basically. And we start seeing the beginning of the Nile, the beginning of uh, everything that she, that by phase one, Markion and Asgard Rowe had built to. So, before we go a little bit more into the story, 
I loved it. Every okay. single line of this story I love because I didn't expect her to go this far, but I love everything, especially meeting all the other Everini, them kind of telling them what each name means. Everything has a different interpretation. They're all and, crazy. Um... Oh, they're all, all freaking crazy, taking people. Yeah, just, just come to my ship. Oh, we'll, we'll go. Yeah, you can leave later. No, you can't. If you're leaving, I'm killing you. I almost killed my... My... I love that she referenced how she cut off Yana's hand. Yeah. My cousin, whose hand I cut off. <laughs> something like that. Did you uh, like it? Because again, you're very you're a fan of Marda Rowe. So this I, is a I, different take on her. I love that character. And this story I still love her after this, story, <laughs> even though I'm worried. <laughs> um, <laughs> um I, I so I like the story. I, I don't think mm. it was bad. I didn't love it as much as I wanted okay. to love it when Oh shit! It's a Marta yeah. story. Um, but I, I still like that. I think, I, I think I maybe need to read it again. Um, the, the whole thing, the whole gimmick of it that it's written in first person, mm -hmm. kind of threw me off a little okay. bit. Like, uh, kind of hard to follow for a second. But, um, yeah. Um, and also, like, I think that I want to know so much more about this character that just glossing over, like. Yeah, whether it's a year or three years, like glossing over, because she's basically telling him everything that happened after she left uh, <laughs> Dalna. Like I was like, ah, oh, but I want to know a little bit more. Like I think it just everything happened so fast for me. Yeah. But there were a lot of things that I, I thought it was very, very, very screwed up. <laughs> like <laughs> who this person really is, and yeah. seeing him, seeing her enjoy torture and being like you know, kidnapping Jedi just to feed yes. them to the leveler and being like, no, I want to watch every second of it. Like, mm -hmm. what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we knew, we knew there was a couple of screws loose, but it, it's gone oh. off the rails. And by the way, with the audiobook, it's very screwed up because oh, you're wow. listening to her talk and with the uh, with the sound effects, like you're listening to this creature chew on things oh. and like breaking, it's very messed up. <laughs> oh no, I I gotta find those. But it was cool. It was cool. But at least hearing that or reading that that she's hunting this Jedi just to be able to feed the the leveler was great. But again, yeah. <laughs> very screwed up. Also, she talking about maybe we made a mistake by taking the leveler. Out of their planet, which a lot of people have been saying that this might be the end of phase three, or why the Jedi need to try to return the levelers to where they were taken. We'll see how that goes. I mean, it's for me, it's interesting because I don't know if you remember when Markion is looking for the leveler in uh, Rising Storm. Uh, Rising Storm. He keeps seeing uh, Asgard telling him like. There's a reason why we didn't keep yeah. this power around. Mm -hmm. like, you have no idea what you're dealing with. I have to read the writing storm again. I think there's so much in there now since we've there's... been so far off. There's a lot there now. I think it's yeah. gonna make more sense. I actually I think you're right, especially like that big and maybe even rereading those first chapters of Markion in Light of the Jedi, where he's just like mm. sitting around watching everything play out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are great. I remember in Rising Storm, they talk about this staff or something mm -hmm. that he has. It, now it, we know a little bit more about it. And he's with his cousin. Um, <laughs> so he just left him there to die. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You serve your purpose. But again, so the rose like repopulated or something. Mm -hmm. I also love that Marda's hunting for Everini, Everini. The same way that Din Djarin was looking for other Mandalorians in season two. It's like <laughs> I didn't think of me. that. Yeah. Uh, but I just love all that. It's I'm alone. I've always been alone. Just me and my sister are the only ones from this species that we know. I gotta go find more of us. And you think, okay, this is kind of a heartfelt story, right? She just wants to connect with her people. No, she's we're taking everything, nothing is really given. We're taking That's... food, credits, everything is ours. But at the end, it's gonna be to pass it on to her progenitors. That, or that I loved. Like I, again, it's something I say. Like the dark side isn't really just exclusive to guys oh, with yeah. hoods and who shoot lightning. 
Um, because that's like a very dark side thing. The only way the only way I can gain power is by taking from other yeah. people, by dominating, and that's what she's doing. Mm -hmm. And she's taking everyone. She's like um Alan put it on the chat. Let me find it. That she is it, is it this? No, what what is it? No, that's... he's saying that it was difficult to read, um, because uh, she's an unreliable narrator, and that's I hadn't really thought of that, but yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, so it's just the one before that. Mordaro invented, oh, sorry, invented sitting on a throne. She's there, <laughs> she's bringing people to her, that Twilight woman, everyone. They just, everything's mine now. You she, don't know what she She loves that throne. And oh, yeah. So wait, I'm not forgetting, like, the last, she at the end gets like a husband or something, or, or is that a girlfriend? But like, I think she has a, let me see if I, can, I think, I think she had a girlfriend. By the end, at some point, I'm not gonna find it. It will take me forever. She to find she it. had a she had like a toilet toilet girlfriend. Yeah. Right? Yes. But did she die? Like I. I, um, I think she did. Uh, because right, by the end, reading. she was like, "I'm terrified of you." Yeah. So I think she she started killing a few people there. Yeah, but I, so we we see where this line starts. The, yeah. This. Man, those row people, they're crazy. They're, they're, I, I really want an Asgard book like now. Um, because, like, is he as crazy as Mark Young and Mark? <laughs> was he, like, the sane one? Ah, didn't he? he you he read the comic, right? He he killed a few people. I mean, because there ever any. But, yeah. But, like, you gotta reread all those. Again, he, he, he was, like, respectful of the rule of three, like... Hey, he wasn't a good guy. But. <laughs> yeah, they all wanted to I, kill him. I, I don't know if he was as insane as Mark. Yeah. <laughs> um, this You think this would have worked better, at least for you, if it was an actual, like, one book? Kind of stretching this story a little bit more? Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> I, mean, this, I think I that story could have worked as a, as a longer one. All right, so let's jump... To our third story by George Mann, with actually, I have his next book waiting. I'm gonna start reading that hopefully in a couple of days. Uh, Into the Storm, oh, I, I have see if I'll, I'll start it next week. So, Shield of the Jedi, I have the one that you mentioned with Cylandra Show and her Padawan Rupert, Rupert Nitani on Batu, which has gotten a lot of play recently. Mm -hmm. Um, so I love Cylandra Show from. Battle of Jedi. It's one of those characters I really gravitated to and I really enjoyed. I think she's been on the comics and I haven't been able to follow her over there. Uh, very popular because she has this shield that she uses, which obviously Jedi don't use shields. So this was a story that I wasn't really, I didn't know what to expect out of this one. It's Rupert's Jedi Knight Trials. And uh, I like it was the, hey, this, I got a job for you, go find my shield and that's your trial. And she said, oh yeah, this, this this will be fine. It'll be fun. I know her hiding spots, but it turns into this whole adventure where she finds this village that's suffering from attack of basically a dragon collecting gold. But it's this creature called a Salmaca. It's taking just junk, just takes junks and hides it out, hides it away, and that's where the shield is. But of course, there's more to it. Was this one of those stories that took you by surprise a little bit? Maybe it, you wanted something else. It, it did. I, I think that. Of all of the ones I've read, this was the one I least liked. I still liked mm. it. Um, but it was interesting because at first, when I heard there was going to be a Cylindra sh uh, mm. show uh, book, uh, story, yeah, I immediately thought it was going to be the story of the Padawan she lost. Oh, okay. Um, and when the books, I was like so convinced of this. I, when the <laughs> books started, I was like, wait. Uh, is Rupert the one from phase two? I can't remember now. So I, when I looked it up, I was like, I was surprised because, okay, so it's not that story. So mm -hmm. what is this? But it, again, it, it went deep into the themes of what it means to be a Jedi. Yeah. What the trial should be about. And I, I really liked it. Um, yeah. I enjoyed also that we got uh, P3 back, the, the droid P37A, the sarcastic droid from battle of jedi i love just the way that he talks and all these proverbs and whatever um and the history of the shield what it represents that it's mm -hmm. passed down between that master cool and apprentice learn. master apprentice kind of this passing of the baton basically that a lot of people do so i love that part 
but like you said, this is what makes a Jedi a Jedi. Yeah, mm. you have this mission, but there's these people that need help. And maybe that's part of my mission. Maybe this is where it's supposed to be, very Ahsoka, like we're just where we're supposed to be. So I like that. I love that she didn't just go, oh, there's a weird creature, a dangerous creature just killing people or causing trouble. I'm just going to go and kill it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. No, there's two parts to everything. So I yeah. love that. And basically, he's just taking all your junk, which I don't know why. I don't know why this dragon is all your junk. But just leave it out there on recycling day, and he'll come back and just take it with him. So and you can live in harmony. So I love that uh, nice short story to kind of put you back in the mood that, see, that Jedi not not always bad. I know so, sometimes they get a little, bad, a little bit of a bad rap, but Jedis are nice. I think that people who give a bad rap to the Jedi are just contrarians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of them right now. Sometimes I get... I get angry when I read some takes. Um, I love I love one of the, the quotes from P3 that says, in haste, we lose our way. In patience, we find truth, which is what mm. Rupert had to do. And a lot of Jedi have to do. Yep. All right. So this next one is the one that wasn't my favorite one. But I'm okay. not the target audience for this one. It's The Lonely Traveler is Home by Daniel Jose Older. And this is the story of Ram, Sin, Lula, all the younger Padawans that, even though we've seen them in the middle grade books, I think they're more pro- prominent in the comics. And since mm-hmm. I haven't no, read, yeah, I haven't read a lot of the comics. Probably I don't feel that connection with a lot of the characters. Some people do. I do love Ram. I love all the books I read with him. He's a very interesting character. He always wants those connection with people and trying to help them, talking about what Jedi do. So it's a very sweet story. Kind of, again, just let's calm down a little bit. Not everything has to be chaos. And they're still on Starlight Beacon, hasn't fallen. He's just feeling a little just, bit homesick. Yeah. I I liked it. Okay. Um, it warmed my heart. <laughs> um, that, that little reveal at the end, I think, was a little bit... Um, like I, I think I could have called it, and Easy. but it, I like the like the messaging behind it. Mm-hmm. Like he he gets what he needs, right? He needs like that moment for himself, mm-hmm. but he gets it because he's helping someone else get that yeah. moment. And I I, I really like that. Like, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a sucker for for <laughs> even though they hit you over the head. <laughs> yeah, uh, I and I'll say I love. I have it here. One of the, it's not a quote, but something that Daniel Jose there wrote in there, speaking about mental health. And when you think, when you watch all these famous people, usually mus- musicians and actors take their life, and then you start finding out that they were depressed and all this stuff that doesn't show up in the day to day. He writes, "The saddest people sometimes had the biggest smiles." Just because someone is smiling or seem happy on the outside doesn't mean that they really are happy on the inside, which happened to Ram and to Sin and to all those that, yeah, they might just be happy-go-lucky on the outside, but inside, everyone needs a little bit of help. So I did love that message. It just, again, it wasn't that story for me. It's not that it was bad. Of course, it's not all these writers are great writers. Just one that didn't hit all the the notes for me. Like you said, it was pretty telegraphed. But it was it's a no. nice upbeat story. Yeah, no, I, every time they were like, no, there's a top secret lightsaber <laughs> mission. I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a surprise party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I like that they got all the older Jedi to play into it. When he runs yeah. into, I think, Bucket of Blood, and he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, just help me cook something. Yeah, at the end, Captain, even Captain Sai is there. Um, yeah. It, it was cool. Um, Alan is mentioning something that I had forgotten. Thanks, Alan. Now you broke my heart. Oh. Um, he's saying that the story helps because a lot of those Padawans are currently missing, presumed dead. And that is true. <laughs> yeah. I have forgotten about this. Yeah. I saw some of those takes after the book came out. Again, since I'm not up to date on the comics, I wasn't sure. <sighs> Phase three, man. That's going to, I'm so, I know they keep saying this is Star Wars. There's going to be hope at the end. I'm waiting for it. We need it. I mean, there's going to be. If there isn't, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> there is. I think they said, don't worry. There's going to be some hope like, at the end. But I think we're still going to have a few more heartaches before we I, get there. I 
I'll stick to this. I know you don't believe this, but I, <laughs> with the exception of Rising Storm, I think that every single one of the books, even though horrible things happen, end on a positive. Even mm. Stellan's death, I think, like how it wraps oh. up at the end, it's very powerful. It's very moving. Like, um, so, like, yes, sad things happen, but again, with the exception of Rising Storm, which <laughs> with ends with everyone freaking yeah. out. <laughs> um, I think they're all like very hopeful, optimistic. I mean, there is, and I, there's a reason why I cried when that droid opened up his chest and Stellan's <laughs> lightsaber was there for Elsa. Oh, man. Nice oh man, Claudia Gray killed me that day. Speaking of Claudia Gray, the last short story we'll talk about today is After this the Fall. Had one of my favorite Geo moments. It, it's just I love when people talk about him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead, give me your Geo moment. I remember there was one, but I I don't think I put it down on my notes. There's a, a part when um, I forgot their name. This couple goes into the vessel. I think they're gonna send send a message or something. And the Pika, Pika, and yeah. all that. And, and and the husband's like. He's like, no, Josh. I'm not jealous of Dio. <laughs> Josh is, like, I'm not jealous of Dio, even though uh, my wife had like a connection to him. But you know, he's a flirt. <laughs> yeah. Like, how can they keep getting away with this? He's <laughs> a freaking rock, and it all makes sense because the characters in the book treat it as an actual person yeah. that does stuff. I love I, it. I I just love how it didn't happen in this one, but I was just, just won't get tired of saying it. I love how they keep finding a way of they keep finding ways to not have him speak. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we'll get a an I am Groot moment by the end that he'll speak at some point or just leave I, it? No, I just leave it. It's, it's just fun. leave it. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. Especially oh my our navigator is driving us or somehow he got there. Those it's just too funny. It's, how, it, how? Just, it's just, just go there and talk to our navigator. A rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But also when people go to him, uh, be Leox or Affy, they're always like, "Oh, I, I just, I needed that. I needed that moment with Geo. <laughs> he didn't say anything, but it's like Chopper just holding a Harrison." Yeah. So I'm gonna say, I'll be honest. Um, my own expectation bite, bit me in the ass for this one, okay. because when you know how much I love Claudia Gray, the two books that she's written in High Republic are probably my two favorite ones of the initiative. And when I heard, oh, this is one day, one week, and one month after the fall of Starlight Beacon, I'm like, here we go. This is a story about the Jedi getting ready to kind of call in the troops, get everything ready, and head back out. And this was totally far the other way. So it took me a little bit to kind of put those expectations to the side and get into the story that was told. I love the crew of the vessel. And I love the message, especially, unfortunately, also with that uh, real world. Every time all these horrific catastrophes happen, being an earthquake, uh, hurricane, or what's happening on the other side of the world right now, all these humanitarian efforts that come in afterwards. And you see, we got to help. How can we help? Mm -hmm. And this is that. This is how, how does the Republic and the Jedi rebuild at that point? And we have Avar Chris on a food line, giving food to refugees, basically. And this, this is the greatest Jedi master at this point, basically, mm -hmm. doing this people. and being humble and tired of being, being in that line and telling, um, wow. Uh, in a time of darkness, you turn toward the light. Avar telling Afi when they're kind of doing what they're doing now. And, but also showing how the Republic is keeping track of everyone, everyone. Yeah, you'll be able to leave, but here you gotta wear this bracelet so we know where you're going. You can't go to the occlusion zone because that place over there's closed out. I love that they reference Mar Martian's message and yeah. being like, oh, nobody can come here. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know Leo's talking about, we told in the previous story how an uplifting message was Afi Hollow's enraged of what happened. And Leo says, there's nothing we can do for the dead. There's something we can do for the living. And that's why they start helping to fix the ships, helping with the food, helping people find whatever they need. So again, it's that this just happens. We got to reconvene and see how we can survive and just make it make it forward. I, I'm thinking you're you're gonna talk about it, but I'm gonna jump ahead. Yeah, go, go. 
Afi also has this thing that I love that it also ties into real world events right mm -hmm. now. Um, how she's like seeing how that generosity and people coming together and slowly starts to turn into yeah. anger and mm -hmm. just wanting to destroy uh, <laughs> the Nile. Yeah. And, and, and she, she being worried about it, being like, mm -hmm. We should be angry, but the focus should still be on helping people, not destroying yeah. these other guys. Yeah, so she finds someone else that used to work for the Divine Guild. And I'm blaming her because because of you, your mother, quote unquote, is now behind jail. The Divine Guild got broken up. We got none of the kind of security that we had before. Mm -hmm. This is your fault. And everything was going to go to hell. Like you said, everyone's getting very angry. And Going to that point, Afi says, I have it written down, we're only powerless when we are alone and we are not alone. And even though it took me a bit to get into this story, I love that message and how she finds out, no, there's more of us, basically. Everyone mm -hmm. that used to win the bank, we can still work together, not within the services like we were doing before, for everyone here gets the same card, we're all doing this. And it's not just that the Republic <laughs> isn't going to save us, not the Jedi. We got to do this ourselves. We got enough ship, enough people. We can go into the occlusion zone, come back, come with information. And I love that, that Star Wars, we know it's about regular people helping at the end of the day. And I think this is going to play a big part in phase three. Maybe not to the point of uh, Rise of Skywalker or, oh, where's the Navy? I didn't know they have a Navy. It's not Navy, it's just people. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to come to a point that it's not just the Republic and the Jedi that are going to be the ones to defeat them now. They're going to need help from regular folks. I mean, but I I think, yeah, I, I think that's what it's going to be. I think mm -hmm. because by the end of it, yes, the Jedi are going to be like on a steady way, downward spiral. <laughs> yeah. But we do know the Republic comes together. And even though the Republic is imperfect and somehow corrupt, they do come together and yeah. form this massive government, <laughs> yeah. um, which they don't have at this point. And I, I think we're going to see a lot of that. I know there's a lot of people thinking, how are we going to destroy the the leveler? Oh, the, the sword of I don't know who. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, I don't know what. <laughs> I guarantee you it's going to be closer to the power of friendship mm -hmm. rather than the power of this mystical one. <laughs> like, I, I'm pretty sure that's the word that's Dude, the word. Uh, I, I could be wrong but we'll see balen will find mortis open a portal <laughs> to the high republic stab. He'll get darth bane's blade go into Markian's <laughs> ship and kill him with Destroy a mask moment <laughs> and then that changes the whole trajectory and the sequel trilogy doesn't exist it's all part Solo of the plan it's right there all right, so that kind of brings an end to those first five stories. We'll come back next week, hopefully next week, if you finish all of them. If, yeah, um, and, I will, I will. <laughs> and I believe we'll talk about my favorite story, which is um, Lydia Kang's story. I think that's my favorite story. It's the last one from this book, not yours. So I oh, really she, love oh, that. Oh, she, she's writing about new characters, right? These are just a quick it's not gonna spoil it's a master and apprentice that basically don't know what's been going on with the Nile because they're being on some outpost so far away and not <laughs> setting down that they don't know they just get that call to come back to Coruscant oh, so they yeah. don't know what's going on oh, and the Padawan is someone that's just been going from place to place to place so he's, he's never had a home so when they get to Coruscant he's it's like going to New York City for the first time that's how oh, I saw okay. it so okay. oh, I love yeah. that story and I, I'll leave it there. I'll say what I was going to say. I'll say next week. This was some fun setup. Okay. Yeah. So, again, even though there were some that didn't go the way I thought or kind of hope that they went, they're all great stories. Even the one that I say, yeah, it wasn't for me, they're all great. And I enjoy reading all of them. So, yeah. All right. And then before we go, I don't know if we want to do a World Between fandoms at the end, but I'm going to go to Rebel Thoughts real quick. So, this is it's only part of our show when you hear. What do you guys think of Star Wars in Rebel Thoughts? Well done. You're a rebel now. And also with this one, because he's been in the chat all day, he's always great when he's here. It's our friend Alan. So Alan at Alan. Marching, he wrote, because I asked what people's favorite stories were, and he said, DJ O's story was so much fun, very cute. 
I miss Ram and the other Padawan so much, which is why I'm super excited to see Starlight Beacon in Young Jedi Adventures that we mentioned today. So I wanted to get that message there. So thanks, Alan, for this. Uh, so yeah, we mentioned this pretty much the whole time we talk about this story. Very uplifting story. But like Alan mentioned, you reiterated, we don't know a lot about these those younger characters. Hopefully, they'll be fine. They'll find them. All right, and our friend Amy at Guerra de Galaxia wrote, a closed fist has no claws, uh, just blew me away. It was dark, brutal, haunting, and such a complex look at Marda, who would become Martian's royal great-grandmother, a triumph for Tessa Gratton. <sighs> it's weird to think of those in those terms. Yeah, Martian's royal great-grandmother. Your grandmas are usually this fun, loving, People out there give you cookies, money under the table, and she's. I mean, and we, we, in the Eye of Darkness story, like Marta's daughter is also crazy. (laughs) So, (laughs) I, you know what? I want to know the story of them and the Santecas because, yeah, from what Marsh again, Martian is also a terrible. Like, I I love how in Rise of Rising Storm, he's constantly saying how, um these three guys killed his dad and then yeah. at the end it's like no nah, it wasn't me yeah. <laughs> so he's like a terrible uh narrator yeah that's why also <laughs> i love uh the lorna d book i forgot the name of it uh, um tempest runner <laughs> they, a lot of it is all these political backs not political this backstabbing how who's gonna kill who so i love that all right, so that brings an end to our Star Wars talk. Do you want to do a quick war between fandoms? Are you caught up with Loki or anything else out there? I am not, but if you want to talk about Loki. No, nah, that's fine. I, I, watched yeah. the, I, I watched the first episode. You I'm watch, watch the other one later. All right, well, just watch them. We'll talk about them later. It's it's, it's been an I, hour. I, I don't think it, it's okay, whatever. <laughs> no, I okay. Won't, I, I won't promise that next week I, I will have watched. No, no, that's fine. Oh. We'll do a quick one. Wall between fandoms. All right, so here we go. So we'll talk. About, let's talk about the first one because we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week because you hadn't watched it. I told it you I cool. loved it. It was very good. I love being back in that world. I mentioned Loki. So far, it's been my favorite MCU TV show. I love Moon Knight. I love the Hawkeye one. I think Loki's the one. That kind of it's very different, and this just kept going. I love the little comedic beats in scene in episode one. There's a lot of real comedic scenes in episode two that just come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Not funny, haha. I just like, yeah, this is what would happen, how people would react. So I love that. But episode one, I think, brought us back to that world. Yeah, I I, I really liked episode one. Um, it was I love that it starts right where we left off, and mm-hmm. you know being like wait what's happening where is he when is he um and just slowly seeing you know it's it's not all answered yet but seeing like this mystery slowly unravel Mm -hmm. and um i think it was a very very good return to to the show yeah um, I, speaking of new characters i love ouroboros as everyone has been saying (laughs) ob and i love that scene that seems so simple with loki going back to the past to tell OB what they need. And then in the future, he's kind of remembering, oh yeah, that's right. We did talk about that. Oh yeah, I do have it right here. So I love the way that that worked. It made sense. Even yeah, it's been 300 years, but it makes sense the way that it played out. So I love all that. I, I was telling Tony like the last time, um, Morbius, Morpheus, what was the name? Mobius. Morbius. Morbius, yeah. The last time he went to see Ouroboros, the United States was still 13 colonies. <laughs> That's how long ago it was. We go back to that. Just, um, no. In episode two, and I won't get into there's a very funny scene. They're trying to roll something, this torture device, into this room. But oh, there's yeah. a lip, so it doesn't roll in. So they got to stop Loki, who's like seven steps up front to go back and help pick it up to make it over. Mm-hmm. Again, you don't need a big, oh, here comes the joke with a punchline. It just worked great. So little yeah. points. I, I think Owen Wilson, especially in episode two, it's acting great. Probably some He's of the best. Sensational. Like, I yeah. love him in the show. 
there's some episode two gets very emotional, very to the oh, core yeah. characters, a lot of conversations and everyone just acts their ass off and then just take a moment. Okay, we need a breather after this. And then the way that those two characters, Loki and Mobius are, that relationship has just been growing and growing that just seeing them together is great. So okay. I also think you enjoy it. I I also want to say like Tom Hiddleston has been in the MCU for so so long and he's still so so good. <laughs> there's so and there's uh, episode two just goes back to what he does best. Okay. And even though I know some people are gonna say that these I don't know whatever face we're on four or five has been all over the place. I just love that he's in his little corner doing this show, just the show in general, not affected by everything else. I don't care if it breaks canon or changes this that happening at manner. I don't care. This this is what we need right now. So I love yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So that brings an end to our show today. We'll be back next week to talk a little bit more tales of light and life. Hopefully the strike is over by then and we got more news because we'll see. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that they already have planned out but they haven't been able to say just yet. All right, Oti. By the way, New York Comic Con is still going on. We haven't gotten books announcements. But tomorrow. 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 Oh, that's gonna be. I think we'll, we'll, we'll let me set aside right now 10 to 15 minutes to talk about all the book announcements from tomorrow. We'll do that next week. Yeah, um, uh, really, I know you're not excited, but I'm really hoping for the Zon Thrawn book. Like, you, you convinced me on it. If it's a different story that's thrown an Ezra and whoever in Peridia figuring things out for 10 years or five, I'll take that story or, take or, 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 or give me a uh, she's ascendancy story without Thrawn. I'll take that. If that happens, then you can do the spoiler-free review here because I okay. won't read it unless they send it to me. Hopefully, they'll send it. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's a. Uh, I don't know. Can we get? Do you think maybe a surprise High Republic? Like, yeah, phase three is done, what? but we're coming back to do something. My, Michael Siglane said, like, it's not over. Like, just. Yeah. Wait, I, I don't know if they'll wait until because uh, the music is still going on. Uh, phase oh, three, I'll... right before or during or just a little bit after the, the next Star Wars celebration. So I'm thinking they'll have a big panel, you know, celebrating oh, yeah. the High Republic, and maybe that's where, like, yeah, I'm gonna write this story now. I'm gonna write this story. Like, we'll see. It's, it's gonna be interesting. It's a lot of cool stuff. Maybe. We... I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. We'll, I think we'll they've set up enough to like have different threads to pull on. When oh, yeah. Ends. Because even we can even go back to phase two and work with those characters. So mm -hmm. we'll see. All right. We'll find out. So thanks to everyone that made it to the show today. Alan, uh, Dale, or someone else, maybe. I don't know. Alan, Dale, and to Amy for sending their comments. We'll see you guys next week. Further High Republic. Let's keep going further, higher, faster. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you faster. next week. Thanks for being here. Stay safe. Be safe. And may the force be mm -hmm. with you.